Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Three, all three, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Tuesday. Day afternoon, yeah, it's a little rainy. Uh, New York Times people are are all in a tizzy. Apparently, they are triggered. Oh, God, I hate that word. Triggered by the thought that one of their staff members uh, <clears throat> enjoys the Chick Fil A sandwich. Because as uh, the HR rep at New York Times said, "Well, we we, we don't quote well, we don't do that here. They hate gay people." I think what they were referring to was the chairman of. Chick-fil-A was opposed to same-sex marriage, and uh, the guy who was uh, like a first-time reporter is part of his HR orientation. You know, it's what do they call that? Onboarding. Uh, he he had to answer a question that uh, well, it asked him what was his favorite sandwich, and he said the uh, the Chick-fil-A sandwich. The, and then, well, nope, nope, forget it. So he was immediately dead to them. It's inc- it's incredible, isn't it? I mean, it's as bad as uh, calling somebody sir, apparently. Listen, I, you and I have been uh, listening to this uh, one way or another for what? Like uh, 24 hours? Our our incredible Lieutenant Governor, Winsome Earl Sears, presides over the Virginia State Senate with honor and dignity and a respect for decorum and a respect for each and every member of the State Senate. And anybody who doesn't understand that, you have not watched our lieutenant governor in action. I'm going to tell you something. You may like this person. You may like that person. I am here to tell you that one of the finest people we have in our beloved Commonwealth is Winsome Sears. A woman of, of, of dignity and intelligence and grace and honor. That seems to be getting lost in all of this. And if you listen to this ridiculous little exchange... And you'll understand that it's uh, the proverbial tempest in a teapot. 
Jerm, when you get that, let me know. Because I just, I, I, I think people have heard it. You've probably seen it. I've, I think I've got it up over on uh, Facebook so you can you can watch it. Uh, I just, I, I just, I, I mean, I, honest to goodness, I don't know what to say. The Virginia Democrats who want you to forgive and forget violent, murderous, child molesting criminals, right? Because that's what they want. Everybody gets out of jail. Nobody is ever held accountable for their prior acts. We just wipe everything. We forgive everything. And they want you to believe that they want to forgive everything. And if you don't forgive someone who murdered an innocent person, you are a hater. The lieutenant governor says, sir, instead of ma'am. Now, this is the uh, senator from Prince William County who takes great pride in the fact that uh, uh, he, she, senator, they, I don't know, pick a word, is, quote, transgender. Now, this is why I would say everybody in the state Senate should just be called senator. That's all. Eliminates all of this nonsense. Winsome Sears was trying to be respectful. That's what she was trying to do. Have you not been in a situation where somebody has said something and you thought, oh, I'm not really crazy about that, or that's wrong, or, you know, my my name is Jeff. It's not Steve. I can't tell you how many times I've had people call me Steve. And I think, well, um, okay, um, I'll correct them gently, but I can move on with life, right? I'm not going to lose any sleep over this. All right, Germ, let's uh, let's take a listen to that, please. The senator may state it. Madam President, how many votes will be would it take uh, to pass this bill with the emergency clause? That would be four fifths, Senator. And what would be the exact number for that, uh, Madam President? Yes, sir, that would be 32. The question is. Shall the bill pass? Those in favor of that motion will record oh their gosh. votes aye. Those opposed, no. Are the senators ready to vote? Have all the senators... Yeah, I am it. not oh, here hey. to upset oh. anyone. Wait a minute. No, I'm, 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 we're going to get to that in a second, Jerry. But I just want to... I, I want everybody to understand what happened there. So here's a chance for a little performance art. As the Virginia Democrats decide, well, we're going to march out of the Senate. That's it. You, can't, you won't be able to do anything without us here because we're in the majority. By a slim, slim majority. And so there are two recesses that the lieutenant governor calls. And then the lieutenant governor issues, uh, she says, she says, I'm sorry. Right there. Okay, Jerm, let, let, let's hear that uh, the lieutenant governor Winsome Earl Sears apology thing. Of all the Senate. I am not here to upset anyone. I am here to do the job that the people of Virginia have called me to do, and that is to treat everyone with respect and dignity. I myself have at times not been afforded that same respect and dignity. But in this body, and as long as I am president of the Senate, And by the grace of God, I will be treated with respect and dignity, and I will treat everyone else with respect and dignity. Okay. Well, that's not not enough of an apology, Jeff. 
uh, she's supposed to grovel for exactly uh, three minutes and 22 seconds. And even then, we're not going to accept her apology. Listen, gang, uh, you may be offended. And you know what? You can be offended. I have read the Constitution, then I've read the Constitution again. I've read it, well, you know, like at least a half a dozen times. Nowhere in there does it say you don't have a right to be offended. You don't have a right to be insulted. You don't have a right to have somebody not make a mistake. And in this case, I, I think there are a lot of people who would argue, mm, she didn't really make a mistake, right? But this is not about whether uh, this one person is a guy or a gal. It really isn't. This is about, once again, performance art on the part of the ultra-left, the uber-leftists, who now control the Virginia Democrat Party. Remember, as I said, what their messaging is. You will forgive Anyone who commits a violent, heinous, criminal act in the Commonwealth, and you will demonstrate your forgiveness of that person by releasing them from state prison far sooner than anyone at any point imagined. And if you say, well, wait a minute now, I, I, I don't think violent offenders should be let out early. Oh, you're a hater. No, I, I just care about our community. If you are not on board with releasing people who have done terrible things to victims who are children, you are a hater. No. I'm a dad. I'm a neighbor. I'm a friend. I, I don't want anybody to be victimized. And I know from personal experience personal experience having interacted with our lieutenant governor quite a few times she is a dignified courageous intelligent woman of honor and for her to be verbally assaulted and demeaned is absolutely positively appalling to me but you are seeing, and I'm going to stick with this term, you are seeing performance arts. It is much ado. It is make-believe. And I'm going to remind you of something that Saul Alinsky said. If you can control the words, the language, you control the argument. And that's where we are. She, she issues this apology, and then we're told, oh, that's not enough of an apology. She should have done this. She should have done You know what she should have done was said, geez, I'm sorry. Let's keep moving along here. That's all. You got 40 members of the Virginia State Senate. Sometimes they act in a dignified way. Sometimes they don't. Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, by the way, also pointed out, my gosh, I said that, that the House stands in recess, and I should have said the Senate stands in recess. People make mistakes. Sometimes they don't make mistakes. Sometimes they misspeak. And if you and I are going to be consistent about being decent people, you know what we say? Geez, I'm oh, okay. Got it. Isn't that the thing to do? Nope. Not if you are a 2024 Virginia Democrat.
See, my advice to people who were Virginia Democrats, who have been Virginia Democrats, who remember uh, folks like Governor Doug Wilder, that Virginia Democrat Party is gone. It is absolutely, positively done. This is what the Virginia Democrats are all about in 2024. I just think it's appalling. I really do. All right, let me take a deep breath, remind you what the heck is going on here, and remind you as well about politics and pints. I know, i got to remind you, every seven and a half minutes, uh, but the deal is the tickets are flying out of here, and I don't want you to miss out. I had a friend of mine earlier today say that he was able to scoop up four tickets, which is fantastic. I'm happy to hear that. The only way to get the tickets, WRVA.com, WRVA.com. If you have not been to one of the other Politics and Pines, this is Politics and Pines number eight, by the way. Yeah, number eight. I think we've worked out a few of the kinks. I mean, Howard Gutman still shows up, but God bless Howard. Let me tell you something. You know, I'm helping out my friends at the Friendship Circle, trying to raise some money for the Friendship Circle. Do you know who always always steps up and makes a major donation every year. Howard Gutman. God bless him. Kenna Harris, we say. He's a good guy. I mean, he's nuts, but he's a good guy. So he's still there. And this year, just to sort of balance things out, we got Brian Kilmeade coming in from Fox and Friends. Yes, I'm going to be there. Of course, John's going to be there. So go to WRBA.com. Get your tickets now while we've still got tickets for you to get. Let me remind you about the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, because I do have to remind you that Chronic Care of Richmond is presenting Politics and Pints, along with our red carpet sponsor, Better Floors. Love them. And uh, Richmond Office Interiors is bringing all the furniture for the stage. So we got good people. But the Chronic Care of Richmond text line is 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Let me know what you just heard. You, you heard the exchange... Lieutenant Governor and the Senator, you heard the Lieutenant Governor apologize, and now I'm telling you, uh, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Well, I'd say it's enough. Let's move on, shall we? It is 315, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 320, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. A couple of notes here. I just thought I'd share them with you again. Uh, the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, the best way to jump in here, 833. 833- 804 1140 833 804 1140 and a couple of uh, uh, notes online. Let me just uh, pull them up here. I apologize for the uh, delay. I have my new phone. Oh, I'm, I well, I forgot to mention uh, Craig Peterson will be here at uh, 433 to harass and harangue me about my new phone. Oh, yes, he will. You know it as well as I do, but uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, he will be here at 433. Uh, stop, stop, stop. My, uh, my dear friend, Dr. Sarah Cran cement from uh, friendship circle of Virginia is going to be here at four Oh three. Today's the day they got their big fundraising activity underway. It's like a 24 hour thing. I did sign up this year. I uh, haven't done it in a while and we're doing well. Yeah. I, I'd say we're doing well. I thank everybody who has uh, helped out and just a couple of moments from now, uh, Joe Moreno, former federal prosecutor who, you know, joins us every other Tuesday. He he really is the smartest lawyer on God's green earth. And I, I just have to uh, pick his brain a little bit about uh, all of this lawfare being directed towards former President Trump. 
All right. Uh, Jeff, uh, RW says, Jeff, I think the real question here is, should sane people be made to participate in others' fantasies? The lieutenant governor should just tell the Democrats to pound sand. That's hmm, uh, an option. Scott says, Jeff, I stand with Lieutenant Governor Sears. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect. Yeah. I, I, I just have to tell you, she's such a dignified woman. She really is. And, and, and this, this, this nonsense, this nonsense. Uh, yeah. Uh, 804 says, Jeff, I'm sorry, Brian Kilmeade is too much of a rhino for me. And uh, kudos to Winsome Earl Sears. She should not have apologized for stating the obvious. Well, again, I would say the lieutenant governor has respect for the body, for the state senate. And she realized, because she happens to be a brilliant woman, she looked at this and said, well, we've had two recesses, and the Democrats are, are playing stupid games. They want to win some stupid prizes. But we do have the people's business to take care of. And uh, if, if, in fact, uh, we are going to get the people's business done, well, then we've got to uh, reconvene. So, you know what? I'll just say I'm sorry. We'll all move on with life, and that's it. Except the Virginia Democrats. Oh, no, 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 no. You didn't apologize enough. What do you think the, the, the line is for this? She needs to apologize for a certain amount of time? Is that what it is? She has to use certain words that she didn't use? I mean, you tell me. I, honest to goodness, I just don't know. I thought that everybody was supposed to be an adult up there. Apparently not. You still have to be 18 to uh, vote. I don't know. You know what? I don't know how old you have to be to serve in the Virginia State Senate because it just seems like this collective temper tantrum on the part of preschoolers. You know who I'm going to ask? John Reed. No, not because he knows anything about preschoolers, but, uh, you know, his dad served for years and years. Uh, really great job, by the way. As a member of the House of Delegates, he will know how old you have to be to uh, serve. Oh, I just got a text from uh, State Senator John McGuire. And, uh, you know, John's a buddy. Uh, John said he has now picked up the endorsement. He's running in this primary against Congressman Bob Good. Uh, John said, uh, Jeff, you should know Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House of Representatives, has just endorsed me in this race. Wow. Big stuff. All right. Well, we'll get, uh, I don't know when John's going to come on. He's coming on here soon, I know. Uh, anyway, Germ's on top of that. Jeremy's Jeremy's getting everybody booked for me, except for Tara Lee Cobble, by the way. He has failed miserably in that effort. Uh, I mean, I hate to call you out like that, Jerm, but uh, you, you, you did. Just awful. Just awful. Uh, Tara Lee Cobble, who does the uh, the Bible recap every day, I listen to that. Uh, she just had this huge article done on her with some major television station and a newspaper. Oh, if you're under the age of uh, 68, a newspaper was this thing that, well, never mind. It doesn't matter. But, uh, oh, seven and a half minutes have elapsed. You're right. Okay. Uh, go to WRVA.com. Get your tickets for Politics and Pints. Joe Moreno, smartest lawyer on God's green earth, coming up next. 326, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Tuesday afternoon. couple of uh, quick notes here. We're going to chat with the uh, smartest lawyer on God's green earth, Joe Moreno, former federal prosecutor. Just a moment. 
Uh, coming in on the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, Jeff, Winsome Sears' apology is why Republicans lose, bringing a knife to a gunfight. 804 says, Jeff, an apology assumes you've done something wrong. There's nothing wrong with addressing a biological man as sir. Can you give me one instance of a Democrat who has apologized for anything? No. No, I can't. Uh, I'll continue looking, but I uh, no, I, I, I really, honest to goodness, cannot. Uh, I mentioned Chronic Care of Richmond. They are, once again, presenting Politics and Pints. That happens on March the 20th, the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. And uh, I'd love to see you. They were bringing in Brian Kilmeade from Fox and Friends. That'll be great fun. And uh, it's the usual crowd plus Brian. So it's, it's going to be a good evening. It really is the only way to get tickets. I, I don't know how to tell you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shop overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This. Uh, as clearly as, as as I can. Well, I've tried to make it as clear as I can. You have to go to WRVA.com. WRVA.com is where you go to get your tickets. Oh, while you're online, take a look at JeffCatchTrip.com. JeffCatchTrip.com, because we're going to Australia in November. And I'd love to have you come along. We're, we're really uh, moving along in a pretty good clip in terms of ticket sales. Uh, as the weather's getting cool here, it'll be nice and toasty in Australia. It'll be perfect. And I, I would. I'd love to have you come with us. Uh, Heidi and I will be leading this adventure. JeffCatchTrip.com. All right. So we got a lot of legal stuff to uh, to unpack with our uh, visit here. Uh, Joe Moreno joins us every other Tuesday, does a great job. There, there's the continuing lawfare against former President Trump, but man, th- there's something going on with Catherine Herridge and CBS, and, and I'm trying to figure out what the legal uh, ramifications are of that, and that's why we have asked Joe Moreno to be with us. Counselor, good afternoon, sir. Jeff, how are you, my man? I am doing well, but I I am puzzled because, as you know, I am I am not an attorney, uh, so I don't understand all of the legal implications of uh, well of anything really. That's that's why I reach out to you. But this Catherine Herridge matter, man, this has got me very very concerned. No, I, I agree, Jeff. And and for for listeners who don't know who Catherine Herridge is, she she had a long history at Fox News. Uh, she's been at CBS News until I think twenty. 
since I think 2019. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those rare journalists still remaining among the mainstream that is actually willing to sort of buck the tide and to ask right. some really tough questions, uh, particularly um, standing out for many of those who are not willing to ask tough questions when the occupant of the White House happens to be on the progressive side. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she is one of those exceptions. And so she was at Fox. I got to work with her a little bit there. And she's been at CBS up until about a week ago when suddenly and inexplicably she was terminated. Uh, and if, if that wasn't bad enough, apparently CBS News seized all her confidential files, including very recent documented conversations she had with confidential sources. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's one thing to say her work product belongs to her employer, because that's who she worked for, and there's an argument there. However, there's also a very strong First Amendment argument that when a confidential source speaks to a contact in the press, that contact is who they expect will have the content of their discussions, not some big corporate entity who grabs it. And so we're touching on some real First Amendment issues here. Um, Thankfully, in the last few days, those files were returned, at least in partial returned, to Catherine Herridge. And thanks to her, her, actually her union, the Screen Actors Guild, we think of them as representing Hollywood members, but they actually represent members of the press as well. They stepped in, and to their credit, they advocated on her behalf, and they did help to correct this situation. But it's scary. I mean, you know, I'd like to know why she was let go. There's been no reason put out there. And you have to wonder if it's because she's willing to ask the tough questions. And as we know, a lot of major networks are not really interested in asking tough questions when Democrats are in power. Oh, gosh, no. No, uh, there's. I, I think there is a full court press on to uh, to shut down conservatives as much as possible uh, anywhere you might uh, still find them, and and that's with uh, somebody who says, "Hey, I'm a conservative," but there's also this effort to shut down those who are willing to do real journalism to actually commit the act of journalism which uh, frankly just doesn't happen much anymore you 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 know joe uh, you, you you look at some of these quote news stories and you're thinking oh okay so you got a you got an email from Corinne jean pierre you you reprinted it or you're just speaking it and you know i don't need to waste my time with it i guess they're spot on jeff i mean i'm old enough to remember back in the day when news networks reported on the news and when they, had, when they had an opinion show, they made it very clear that it was an opinion program. I remember even CNN back in the day had an, a show called Crossfire. Yes. And they would typically have a conservative and a progressive. Yep. And they would hash things out. And in 30 minutes, you could really hear both sides of an issue. Yeah. Now, you don't see much of that anymore. But what's really scary is not the opinion shows. I mean, it's not The View, if you mm-hmm. want to watch that. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that what's supposed to be news reporting Right. is becoming very one-sided. Okay. And so, you know, for example, the last few weeks, we've heard about the Robert Hur report, right, yes. of Joe Biden. Yep. I mean, basically the report concluded that Joe Biden committed a crime, but they didn't recommend prosecuting him for that crime because they felt he was too senile and his memory was so bad that a jury might not convict him because he couldn't stand trial. Now, 
I would think if a person's too senile to be charged with a crime, they're probably too senile to be president. Um, but again, this is newsworthy stuff. And yet, if you watch most of the networks, there's minimal coverage of this. That's pretty scary. And again, if it's an opinion program, that's one thing. Yeah. But when it's the news and 95% of journalists are not willing to ask tough questions about uncomfortable uh, situations, that's a problem there. It, it, it's a big problem. I want to remind everybody, Joe Moreno is joining us, former federal prosecutor, an attorney, a CPA, uh, admitted to practice law in a variety of places, including, I always like talking about this, Joe, England and Wales. I'm hoping you get a case over there just every once in a while, just so you can, you know, dust off the uh, the wig and the robe and, you know, get back into the, uh, the game over there. Uh, I've got to ask you about the the other Catherine Herridge matter, because she had these, as I understand it, she had some sort of confidential stuff. She did she not get into sort of a dust up with a with a federal judge and say, hey, listen, your honor, I'm not revealing my sources. Well, that goes back to, again, that First Amendment right. I mean, it's one thing to be asked about a particular criminal matter. Right. And if you if, if a government is willing to waive your Fifth Amendment rights and say, we're not going to charge you, but now you have to tell us, then you have to tell them about criminal matters. Okay. You don't have to talk about your First Amendment contacts, um, regardless of what the matter was. And so to try to force someone to do that, or thankfully, if there's a judge who recognizes that the person should not be forced to disclose a source, um, that's vital. This goes back to the Watergate days. Right where the Watergate informant was never identified, and so and that person was most likely leaked information from the White House. But his or her, well, we kind of know later, decades later, who it yeah. was. But yeah. at the time, that that identity was protected, and so and that was recognized. So the idea of trying to sort of out confidential informants—that's mm-hmm. um, dangerous stuff. That's that's the government squelching free speech. And we're going down a, a bad path if we're doing that. All right. Now, let me let me ask you this, Counselor. Let's say I'm CBS, and I, I say, listen, uh, Catherine Herridge is a very nice lady. We just don't like her anymore, or we don't want her anymore. We, we have the right to employ whoever we want to employ. And this confidential informant she was talking to, she took all the notes on our company laptop, so therefore, uh, they belong to us. Is that an argument? It's an argument. Um, you know, in, in general, if you have work product that you are doing as part of your job, that work product generally belongs to your employer, right? Now, there's some exceptions, though. One is giving legal advice. If I have a client and I work for a law firm and that client says, I hired Joe Moreno, that's who I revealed confidential information to. That's who I want to stick with my case. Well, guess what? If I leave the firm that client's information goes with me. That's how it works. The firm can't say, well, it's ours, we're keeping it. And that same concept applies to news organizations. So if the confidential source says, I I revealed confidential information, I trusted this reporter, well, then that information goes with that reporter. It does not stay with the the reporter's employer. That's recognizing the rights of the informant that shared that information. 
Wow. Okay. So th- th- this is a huge thing. I- I'm very happy to hear that, that that SAG stood up for her. The you know it used to be we had uh, after the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, then we merged with the Screen Actors Guild, and I think they kept the big name. But uh, I- I'm 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 thrilled that they actually stood up on her behalf because the reality is when you're when you're looking at the politics of that particular union, you're not going to find a lot of MAGA folks over there. No, you're right. It was definitely a welcome surprise because that generally you don't think of them as particularly friendly to conservatives. No. Uh, let me ask you about pr- former President Trump, and I, I want to remind everybody that uh, Joe Moreno is joining us. Uh, I always describe him as the smartest lawyer on God's green earth, and, and while he won't say it, I will say it over and over because he's just flat-out brilliant. Uh, what about uh, President Trump saying to Judge uh, Erdogan or whoever it was up in New York, okay, look, I think this is crazy. Uh, I'm appealing, and no, I'm not giving you $343 million in small unmarked bills today. Jeff, I mean, not just New Yorkers, but all Americans should be really, really bothered by this matter. And this is where I think people have to really try very hard to put their feelings about people separate from their analysis of the law. You might really not like Donald Trump, right? You might not like Joe Biden, but you have to at some point call it fairly when it comes to the law. And if we are getting into this territory where people are saying basically, I dislike that person so much. I don't care if we twist the law, we abuse the law, we do anything we can to get that person. That's a path we do not want to go down because it's never just that person, right? Once you kind of go break that barrier, you know it's going to happen again and again. And look, this is what's happened up there in New York. I mean, it's not bad. It's bad enough that the attorney general vowed before she even got into office that she was going to use that office to go after Donald Trump. Then when she actually did, she got a friendly elected Democrat judge. And between the two of them, Donald Trump had no, basically he had no chance here. And then to make matters worse, not only did they find him liable before the trial even started, but the penalty was absolutely outrageous. I mean, 300 something million plus interest. So it goes closer to a half a billion that they're asking for in a case where there's no victims. Mm -hmm. And every every dollar of that just goes to New York State because they say that it was ill-gotten profits, even though the banks had no problem with any of this? I mean, banks this is mad. Thrilled, this is mad. Mean, yeah, the banks were like, yeah, we read the fine print that says we have to do our own uh, comps and figures, so we, we don't take anybody of their word, but this is good, and he paid us all back. Uh, this- can, can you imagine you're a homeowner, and you're trying to get a mortgage, and you tell the bank your house is worth half a million, right? and the bank just believes you and gives you half a million dollars? Of course not. Banks are big boys and girls. They're very sophisticated financial institutions. They do their own homework. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what, if I'm telling the bank, I'm telling them it's worth a billion dollars, and I I would like that in small unmarked bills, if at all possible. Uh, What about Atlanta uh, and Fannie Willis and this uh, boyfriend of hers who uh, had a lot of apparently late-night legal brief interaction uh, but had never prosecuted a RICO case? Is that thing dead? You know, Jeff, this case had problems before any of this drama was unearthed. I've always felt this was a highly improperly charged case. This is, at best, a handful of misdemeanors, at Mm -hmm. best. Mm -hmm. What they've done is they've rolled it up into this very sexy-sounding RICO case, which, as we know, is typically reserved for mafia families, right? They've tied up something like 19 people 
um, and they got all these headlines. The problem is once you sign up, kind of start peeling back the layers, you realize there's not much substance there. And so there's been four people who have pled guilty, all to misdemeanors, right? No RICO counts, no jail time, just slaps on the wrist. So, and then, of course, you learn about this drama, right? The fact that that Fawny Willis had this relationship with this guy who we know has no experience as a criminal prosecutor. So for some reason, she skipped over the 50 or 60 prosecutors in her office. Mm. She hires this guy with no experience. She pays him $600,000 over the the course of just two years. And then it turns out they have these late night back and forths, right? Which you would scream of being a very, very personal relationship. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing stinks. The whole thing looks awful. If she had any integrity, she would simply step back and say, you know what, me and Nathan Wade we're going to turn this whole case over to an independent prosecutor. But no, she's not doing that. And I have to think it's less about pride. And it's more about the fact that she probably knows this case is largely nonsense. And if someone else took over and kind of looked at it, they'd probably say, wow, there's really nothing here. Wow. Is there anything in place that you know of in the state of Georgia that says this is this is such egregious misconduct? And and Madam DA, you lied to the court. We 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 see that you perjured yourself here. Uh, you you got to leave your your law license at the door when you leave. You know, it, it's I can't speak for Georgia, mm-hmm. but I do think that the judge has a role here. And you put your finger on it. not so much the relationship. Right. It looks seamy. It looks super inappropriate. But the fact is, it's the potential lying. That's the hook for which this judge, if he believes she's lying on under oath, in documents, to his face, that's something he should take really seriously. And if he felt that she's lied to the court about her relationship with the the lead prosecutor, Mm -hmm. then I don't see how she can stay on this case. Okay. Well, fair enough. Joe, I always appreciate you being here. Would you do me a favor? Remind everybody uh, how they can sort of stay in touch, follow you on social media, read about all the stuff you're doing. For sure. Uh, Joseph Moreno on my, my website, Joseph Moreno on X. And I've just recently become an author, a contributor at the Spectator World. So look me up over there. I just wrote an article about Joe Biden's absolutely nonsensical student loan bailout, which has some <laughs> major legal problems around it. We can talk about that next time, but uh, definitely check it out. And again, I tell people, don't listen to what you're fed. Think for yourselves, make your own decisions, and your own analysis about these matters, because otherwise people will just kind of roll over you with misinformation. No doubt about it. Joe, I I appreciate you being here, my friend. I always do. It's always a treat. And uh, we will definitely... get you to talk about the spectator article i'm going to go take a look at it now i'll share it on social media i'll be ready to go the next time you visit us that is the smartest lawyer on god's green earth josephmoreno.com is the website over on x joseph moreno please follow him his his insight his observations his comments man just nothing short of brilliant you're gonna love it a quick reminder because oh we're eight and a half minutes over i apologize we, we've got to mention politics and pints well because i want you to go we have so much fun, and I, I just can't believe that there's still a handful of people who didn't buy tickets. WRBA.com is where you get the tickets, the only place to get the tickets for Politics and Pines, presented by Chronic Care of Richmond. Please get over there. Oh, you know, we're having a red carpet this year. 
Yeah, we haven't had one before. Uh, my uh, my friends at Better Floors, of course, are going to be rolling that out. We've got uh, Richmond Office Interiors bringing out the uh, the furniture for the set. It'll be great. Oh, and Brian Kilmeade's dropping by. So I think it's going to be a good time. Only place to get your tickets, WRVA.com, WRVA.com. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., two of the important players. My buddy Gary Hess kicks it off with great news reporting. And then, of course, John Reed. Man, you don't want to miss John at 6. It is 351 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Four oh three Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Hey, it is Tuesday, it is dreary, it is rainy, uh, but if you'd like to kind of pick up your spirits, I got a couple of suggestions. Yes, I think you should go to WRVA.com, get your tickets for Politics and Pines. Brian Kilmeade from Fox and Friends is coming in this time. It's going to be on March the 20th. It's at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell, and it's just going to be a great time. The only way to get your tickets, I, I do warn you, WRBA.com. That's it. That's the only way to get your tickets. Half hour from now, my friend Craig Peterson is going to be along. He will, without question, be harassing me about the uh, my brand new phone. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, it is not a doorstop germ. It really isn't. It's a great phone. It's beautiful, and I, I think it works. Uh, but anyway, that'll be at uh, four thirty-three. I am uh, in the midst of trying to help my friends over at the uh, Friendship Circle of Virginia. You know, last week, uh, I was helping friends at Special Olympics, and uh, Carl Leonard, the uh, sheriff of Chesterfield, said, Hey, Jeff, I got this crazy idea. Uh, If we raise uh, $15,000, we should get matching Special Olympics of Virginia tattoos. And I said, Ah, yeah, 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 I'm in, because I thought, well, who's good? No, it's not going to happen. And I followed Carl's progress, man, like to the last second. I thought, well, I'm safe. And then somebody stepped up and wrote him a check, I think, for $1,000, put me over and put him over. And you know the rest of that story. Friendship Circle of Virginia, there is actually no physical contact. And uh, I'm still trying to help them out by raising $15,000. We're getting close, too. My friend, Dr. Sarah Cran-Cement, heads up Friendship Circle here in Virginia. She is the executive director. She is, I say this every time, uh, she's an absolute treasure uh, blessing to Central Virginia uh, in six different ways. And I'm, I'm happy she's here. Uh, Sarah, thank you for being here. Hi, Jeff. Thank you so much. You know, yeah. we can also do tattoos. I'm just saying, if you have more arm space. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've been needled enough for a while. Uh, but... Uh, you know, I, I maybe Fair I enough. would put on uh, I'd put on a smiley face. I mean, we're getting close. How is it going? Maybe a t-shirt. Maybe we'll do a t-shirt. T-shirt, I'm in. Absolutely. Be, there, there we go. We can do t-shirts. Um, how's it going? Well, you are uh, rocking it. You are, I think, at almost eighty-five percent of your goal. So you're Excellent. you're really getting close. Excellent. Excellent. But overall, explain to everybody what you're doing. It's called charity with a D, but it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a telethon, right? It's exactly what it is. It's it's really a peer-to-peer fundraiser. You know, at Friendship Circle, our uh, our tagline is building an inclusive community one friendship at a time. And so while we focus on friends and friendships and relationships, what's really interesting is that this um, kind of fundraising event really relies on friends. So it's not a gala. It's not a fancy dinner, which are great. 
This one is where people reach out to their friends and friends give because they appreciate their friends. And so they give them money. And so the way it works, kind of like a Facebook fundraiser, when you create a page and then you send it out and you say, hey, I'm doing I'm fundraising, fundraising for this great cause. Everybody contribute. That's really what a charity campaign is. And the way it works is that uh, we're trying to raise one hundred twenty thousand dollars, which is a little bit more than half of our annual budget. And um, when we we do this one time a year, it's the only time a year that we ask people for money. And um, the way it works is that we go out before the campaign goes live and we say to our friends and personal donors and we say, hey, will you contribute half of the 120,000 on your, you know, together? Can we do that? And that way, when our campaign goes live, every dollar that's donated is doubled and is matched by these incredible donors in, in advance. And so today we went live today, yep. today. So today and tomorrow, 36 hours only friendship circle is trying to raise 120,000. And we're asking our friends, we're asking people to help us. We need help. We need wow. you. All right. Well, explain to everybody where they go. And it's a telethon. Is anybody singing or dancing? Cause I just have these visions of, of you doing your best Jerry Lewis and somebody walking out <laughs> as Dean Martin and just, you know, raising a whole slew of money, Sarah. Lucky for you, I will not be singing and dancing because that would not be pretty. So <laughs> that is not going to happen this time around. But what we do have actually um, is a call center. So uh, it's a little bit less exciting maybe, but it is still going to be super fun on especially uh, a rainy day like today. Yep. Uh, tonight we actually have at the Friendship Circle office at 212 Gaskins Road in the West End. Uh, we have a call center that is open from 5 to 8 p.m. this evening. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and we have free dinner for anybody that comes to make phone calls. And we have a list that we will give you. And it actually, we, we have a fun, a fun call system that we just uh, invested in this time around. We're hoping it works. And so when people come in, we give them free dinner. We're going to have gift cards and prizes. And we are going to have a bingo card for everyone that can fill out. It'll be really fun. And you can come with anybody that can make a phone call. So I'm going to be bringing my kids. Okay. Um, and you can come and help us make some phone calls. So for those that maybe can't donate or um, just want to get out and help a good cause, we actually had a listener from your show last year who heard me talking about the call center, and he showed up, and it was so beautiful, and he uh, made phone calls, and he got dinner, and it was great. Oh, so we would love, love to have that. people come out. I love that. Listen, I, I, I'm i not telling you anything you don't know. Uh, the Cass family just thinks the world of the Friendship Circle uh, we are so appreciative for uh, for what the friendship circle has done throughout the years. Not 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 just uh, with Julia or with our friend uh, Emily Morrissey or or anyone. I mean, it's just it, it it's everywhere. But I know there's probably like three or four people who don't know exactly what the friendship <laughs> circle does. So do me a favor, just remind everybody. I would be happy to. You know, this morning I uh, it turns out that I had a presentation to give to a community event about friendship circle that was scheduled a whole year ago. And it turns out that literally a year ago, and I was like, don't worry, whenever you want me to come speak, I'll speak. I've got a wide open calendar in a year. And it turns out, (laughs) literally, and it turns out that it was today, the same day as our campaign went live. And what was amazing, it it was wild. And what was pretty amazing, though, was that I was able to speak to a room full of women. And they, we were able to talk about what Friendship Circle does. And one of the things that we really focused on Um, In addition to what we do regularly, which is that we pair children and young adults with disabilities together with teen friends throughout the community. Um, And we we say that we pair people that do have disabilities and those who don't. And we facilitate friendships. We have events every month. We have uh, meetings that kids get to meet in each other's homes. 
and a few other things in between. But really what we do is we bring people together that might not have otherwise met and people that might feel like they don't necessarily have their own place. They don't have a group of friends that when they walk in the room, everyone's excited to see them. It's hard for them, right? On a good day, I know I have that. When I walk into a crowded room, I'm like, oh, who do I know? Who do I know? Yeah. And so for sometimes our, our kids with disabilities and even our teenagers in the community, right, social experiences can be hard sometimes. Oh, yeah. And so at Friendship, yeah, and so at Friendship Circle, we try to make a place where everyone feels comfortable and they feel like they have a friend. And one of the things that we've been trying to do, and I was talking about this morning, is that when we think about people with disabilities, we all come at it with our own experience. We think about people maybe in a wheelchair or people that have Down syndrome or someone mm-hmm. that has something that maybe we can see and we can understand. And then there are some people that have invisible disabilities that are walking and talking and are in our regular school system and are doing sort of the regular things in the community, and we don't always know how much they might be struggling. And that's, of course, with a disability or without, right? But in this particular case, one of the things that I was really talking about this morning was trying to remember that there are so many people that we just don't, we can't always tell that someone is struggling and that might feel like they could use a friend. And so at Friendship Circle, we've seen that so many times that we have people that come to us and say, you know, my daughter is in high school and was just diagnosed with autism. We never really understood what was going on, but now we know and she feels like she could use a friend. Or we have a teenager who comes and says, you know, their family or they come in and say, you know, I would really love to be a friend. And so I think what's really important is uh, the reason I mentioned this presentation this morning is because people came over to me afterwards and said, you know, I have a son that's struggling with mental health. I have a nephew that's been struggling for so many years and they could have used Friendship Circle so long ago. And so, you know, it's important that, yes, we're doing this day to day, but there are so many people that we impact that we don't even know really who need to feel like they have a friend in that place like they belong. So that is what we do. And so we really could use the community's help to help make it happen and help us continue that and make sure these programs are free and accessible to those who need them. It is, uh, it's a beautiful mission that you're on, and uh, you, you just do such incredible work, Sarah. You, you and uh, the team, I suppose, I mean, everybody who's part of it, uh, the, the teens especially. I mean, we had uh, Marissa uh, on with us the last time you were here, and talk about a superstar, yeah. and talk about somebody, I mean... Uh, I'll, I'll just share it quickly uh, because because we know them. I mean, she came from from out of town. She was new to the area, and, and the next thing you know, she's like doing it all and helping everybody. And uh, she's going to go on to even greater things as she uh, completes her uh, her her studies. Uh, for folks who would like to check this out, now maybe they want to come into the call center tonight. Uh, maybe they just are thinking, okay, uh, I'm going to make a donation. That's all I need to do. What is the best way for them to kind of get a handle on it? The best way to find everything about Friendship Circle is to go to our website, friendshipcircleva.org. And, of course, you can find us on social media. You can Google us, Friendship Circle of Virginia, but Friendship Circle VA, like Virginia, FriendshipCircleVA.org. And on there, there's a big banner that says our annual campaign. And it's interesting, actually. Our campaign this year is that we thrive together. Mm-hmm. And really, that's the truth, right? When people yeah. feel like they have belong and that they have connections, myself included, that's when I thrive the most. So this is really an important cause. It's not just about fluff and fun. That's really important. But it's really, um, you know, these relationships can be life-changing and life-saving, and we're really trying to, to help everybody understand that. So friendshipcircleva.org, and on there you can donate. On there you can come to our call center tonight at 212 Gaskins Road, 5 to 8 p.m., free dinner. 
Uh, we would love to know if you're coming, and we we, we really we, we also it's important for us to also feel like we have friends. So when people step up, even yeah. if it's a small donation, five dollars, ten dollars, we're yeah. like, oh great, people do care about what we're doing. And so, you know, when people come out and show support for us, it's also meaningful. So Absolutely. we appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, uh, I I thank you for being here. Uh, when they go to a friendshipcircleba.org, I'm hoping they can find uh, the Julia's Jewels team and they can uh, get me past that 85%. And, and I need you to do me a favor because, you know, uh, Carl Leonard said, uh, oh, yeah, Jeff, I got you for this. You know, now I I, I'm, I got the Special Olympics uh, logo thanks to him. And I, I was looking. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him donate yet. So I'm calling him out in front of everybody. And, you know, if he pops up there, just just tack a couple of extra bucks on. He won't mind. He's he's loaded. I think from now on, you can ask him whatever you want. I think that, I think you have carte blanche at this point. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Sarah, God bless you, my friend. We <laughs> We will talk again soon. That is Dr. Sarah Cement, and Sarah is is just an amazing woman, uh, such a, a great credit to Central Virginia, and what Friendship Circle is doing is huge. I'll give you a few more details just a couple of moments from now. It is 415. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Twenty one, Jeff Gats, News Radio WRBA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. It's rainy. It's dreary. That's going to be with us a while. But tomorrow, <laughs> depending on uh, which forecast you choose to believe, I mean they're all sort of in the ballpark. Uh, it's about seventy degrees tomorrow, and it, and it might be overcast, but it's going to be seventy degrees tomorrow. And I, I'm trying to figure out how I can use that to my advantage. Right. That, that's good outdoor weather, if you ask me. Uh, I don't think the humidity is going to be all that bad. I mean, you're not going to have to worry about the blazing. 70 degrees sounds nice. Uh, I have to share with you that Ole Anderson passed away. So, some are going to know Ole Anderson. Some are going to go, who, who is that? Ole Anderson was, was one of the most important players uh, in the world of professional wrestling, uh, sort of uh, the past generation. He's the guy that brought in Ric Flair to uh, Jim Crockett Promotions. Ole Anderson, by the way, was just like a, a nasty, disagreeable sort who really understood pro wrestling. And so when he had the pencil, as they say, when he was a booker, he was he was writing the storylines, he did the right stuff for the right reasons, and man, oh man. Uh, he did a, he did a great job. So uh, I just I uh, wanted to pass it along. He was 81 years old. Uh, he hadn't been involved in wrestling for uh, for quite a while. He, he was part of the Four Horsemen, uh, legendary uh, pro wrestling group, if you will. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. For, for a period of time. Oh, and I just got a text from Nikki Haley. Not like a real text, but one of those, hey, don't forget, Nikki Haley is, uh, what is this? Uh, you can come and be part of the Nikki Haley March... No, no, I'm sorry. Vote for Nikki Haley on March the 5th. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen, but okay. Is she on our ballot? Oh, and this is the weird thing. 
This is a text to me reminding me that I should be voting for Nikki Haley in Massachusetts. Now, I haven't lived in Massachusetts in years and years and years. Do you know that every year now, I just got one from the Secretary of the Commonwealth up in Massachusetts, my application for an absentee ballot. You want to tell me there's not voter fraud? I'm sorry. There is such a a lack of professionalism across the board in so many uh, government operations, not all. But 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 there's a there's a boatload of a man that are not doing the right thing. And so why am I still getting this it's a it's a card. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna have to show it to somebody. Somebody that can do something about it. Maybe President Trump the next time we chat. I'll show him the card. It, it's like a three by five, a little bit bigger, like a postcard size. And it says, hey, you know, just check here and return it to us and we'll give you your your absentee ballot. You, you think that's not happening in other places? Yeah. Is anybody going to vote for Nikki Haley? I think, you know, Jeremy, you might be right. I think you get a membership in the uh, Nikki Haley Neocon Country Club if you vote for her. And maybe you'll get a seat on the board of directors just like her, because i got to figure that's why she's still in this thing. There's nobody voting for her. It's not, it's not even close. And yet she's still there. Does the, Is this sort of... Uh, Laying the groundwork for a no-labels run in November? Maybe. I don't really know. Uh, my friend Craig Peterson will be along in a couple of moments. I know he's going to mock my new phone, but that's okay. I still love it. And uh, you've got a chance here. Go to WRBA.com. Get your tickets now for Politics and Pints, sponsored by Chronic Care of Richmond. 425, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 433, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. I want to remind you, yes, yes, yes. You need to get your tickets for Politics and Pines coming up March the 20th at the uh, Beacon Theater in Hopewell. It's always great fun. We dissect all of the issues of the day. Uh, no visible injuries. Uh, Gary Hess is our, uh, I, I never figure out if he's the referee or the, the ringmaster. You know, it kind of becomes a, a tussle, a verbal tussle. There's, again, there are no visible injuries. It's me, it's John Reed, it's Howard Gutman. And uh, this year, or this, well, we did, uh, this time, this time, Politics and Pints number eight, we've got uh, Brian Kilmeade coming in from Fox and Friends. So it's going to be a great time. It really is. The tickets, well, we got a couple left, I guess. WRBA.com, WRBA.com. When they're gone, uh, you'll probably know before I do. But I, I did check online at WRBA.com. We do have tickets now, so I would urge you, uh, get over there, all right? WRBA.com, get your tickets. Uh, I was, uh, I don't know if I was girding my loins or loining my girds. I always get confused on that. But I, I know that uh, Craig Peterson, who joins us uh, every Tuesday to talk about tech and uh, the interwebs and stuff like that, I know that he's going to give me a hard time about my brand new phone. And don't you know, seconds ago, I'm just going to read the headline, Apple just gave millions of Samsung users a reason to buy an iPhone. God, did he stink. I mean, hi, Craig. How are you, my friend? Hi, I just heard that you got a new doorstop. Oh, stop it. Stop it, you Apple people. My God. Just, it's, it's yeah, this is, a, this is a very, very big deal. Um, down in Australia, the government's trying to do something that our government's tried to do for many, many years, and some other governments, too, and that is spy on its citizens. 
and in a more efficient way, a more effective way. And the way they want to do it is by just going ahead and making sure that they have access to everything on your smartphone, certainly the things that you share. And that's where the problem comes in, right? That's what Apple's talking about. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about these this company out there that you might have heard of that has been taking all of its users' data all of the tracking from using Google Maps and various other things, Gmail and your Google uh, clients that are on your Android phones, and it scans it daily. It reports on information to government officials, depending on the country and even the state that you're living in. And uh, it's really started to get concerning because well, obviously, Apple doesn't do any of that, and that's what Apple's whole whole thing is about, this big ad, the statement they made down in Australia. Yeah. But on top of that, now think about this AI tidal wave that's coming our way right now. Mm-hmm. And Google has already integrated, you know, that, that racist artificial intelligence. Oh, uh, yes, that, that, yes. That, yeah. <laughs> it can, and, apparently, and so, technically, it cannot draw a white person. Yeah, it's not yeah. something. Oh. So, you know, you ask for a picture of George Washington, and there's a really handsome-looking black guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, they, and it was programmed this way. So Google has already integrated that on your Android phone with your Google search that's on there and the Google Assistant-type stuff. It's, this is crazy. We're going to drop $1,000, $2,000 on a smartphone. We're going to start putting AI into these things, which is going to start wrongly flagging content, uh, that saying, hey, this isn't good, this isn't right, this is something that's illegal, et cetera, et cetera. There was a big deal with Apple a couple of years ago. Because what Apple does is it does everything it possibly can on the phone itself. So if you're talking to Siri, you're talking to your phone, and it's not sent up to the cloud, right? Um, That's not true for most other phones that are out there, but, you know, good on them. But what they said is we need a way for you as a parent to control access to pornographic pictures, uh, kiddie porn for other people, right, all all of this stuff. So absolutely. how are we going to do that? So Apple said, what we're going to do is we'll just run code on your phone that'll look for this sort of stuff using what's built into all of these modern phones. It's called a machine learning engine that's part of AI. And there was a huge, huge pushback because it's going to incorrectly flag stuff. It's not going to let you gain access to things that you should legitimately have access to. And so Apple, in the interest, again, of your privacy, said, okay, we're not going to do this at all. So they backed out of those plans. Google is plowing headfirst right into all of that. All right. Now, on behalf of the evil Google Corporation, let me let me just say this, because I just set up my brand new Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra, which, by the way, Apple dude, uh, this one comes with an actual <laughs> it comes with a pen inside. I'm just saying I don't see that. In uh-huh. any it's a cool phone. Cool phone, cool don't phone. get me wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 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 I'm given the option, I think I took the option of saying, do you want to share stuff? And and didn't I say no? I mean, I, I, am I really, without knowing it, sharing every stinking thing? Well, Google, yes, basically. Oh. Google's okay. well, trying thank to... Thank you, Craig. Appreciate you dropping by. Uh, <laughs> <I say laughs> no. yeah. That's nice. 
yeah, yeah. Um, it does provide some privacy, uh, but the, the level of privacy is a low enough bar that, and, and we talked about this before, yeah. that Google is tracking all of your movements on your Google Maps and is providing it not only to advertisers who want it, but if the government asks for it, right? So if, if you were in the area of Washington, D.C., and you had yep. your Google phone, uh, ta-da, guess what? January 6th, you were nabbed, whether or not you had anything to do with, with the riot that occurred on that day. So it's privacy versus surveillance. Remember, Google makes its money off of selling your information to other people. Yep. Apple makes its money by selling you expensive hardware, like your yep. Galaxy you just bought, um, yep. and also services. So it, it's an interesting thing. And then in my newsletter, did you see this thing about Google pulling a fast one? <sighs> Again, go ahead. What what have my beloved Googlers done now, Craig? <laughs> I'm going to break down into <laughs> the end of this. I think this was last year. Maybe it was two years ago. And remember their website used to say that their slogan was, don't be evil? Yeah. And you realize Google took that down, right? It's no longer on their website. But anyways, <laughs> um, we're pulling a fast one right now about cookies. Because a lot of people are concerned about privacy and cookies that yeah. your web browser sets, right? That's right. And the, there's a reason for cookies, a very legitimate reason. And that is that the protocols that are used behind the scenes when you go to a website are what we call stateless. So it's not like you're sitting in front of a terminal back in the day mm -hmm. and the machine knew you were logged in and what you were doing and interacted with you, right? Now, nowadays, there's thousands of people sharing a single IP address. So the website doesn't really know who you are. So cookies came about as a way for you to be able to, as a programmer, um, distinguish who was where, what they were doing on the site, what information okay. they wanted, yeah. right? And then the advertisers, Google particularly, figured out, hey, wait a minute now. We can use cookies to store information about that person that we can then turn around now and use that to target advertisements. And then they figured out, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, and this was Mark Zuckerberg, too, over in Meta and Facebook. Yeah. You know what else we can do? We can do what's called a cross-site cookie. So, in other words, you've got a Facebook pixel that shows up on a website, um, and I, I have had one on my website, too, because it lets me now say, oh, this Facebook user was here, and I can show an ad to that Facebook user. Not that I've ever used that functionality, because I'm a terrible marketer. But... Um, <laughs> do that, you want the numbers for... Do you want the phone number for the guys at Google? Because they got this down, you know. They do. I heard that. Yeah. So what Google's doing now is saying, oh, we're getting rid of cookies. No, no. What they're doing is they're making a real fast play here now. Oh. This is going to hurt small businesses like crazy, oh. and it's going to make it so no one can compete with Google in the advertising industry anymore. Because what they're doing now is they're saying, well, we will not allow Google Chrome to do cross-site cookies. So if you're on uh, xyz.com uh, and then you go to abc.com, neither one of the websites can see what you were doing at the other website. Oh, but wow. Google itself is still going to track you. 
and it's going to put you into a bucket. So instead of saying this is Jeff Katz, it's mm -hmm. going to be this is Jeff Katz and 99 other people just like him. Uh, you know, maybe there are, maybe there aren't, but it's going to put you in a bucket with 100 other people, and then it's going to sell you as a package now. Wow. And so what they're doing is making it very hard for any competition ever to come against Google. Right. They're making it so you have to go to them to buy advertisements. And small businesses that are in, in the local town, restaurants trying to target people there and do various things and advertising to get you out for dinner at that restaurant mm -hmm. are going to be stuck. Oh. Oh my and and Google, Google's out there bragging. We're getting rid of cookies. Privacy is coming back. No, 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 it is not. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, I'm looking at the moment, uh, Craig, for sharp implements, but uh, I still <laughs> love your newsletter. And, I, you know, I say this in front of you and the folks who are peeking at us. I would go to Apple, but I am married to a woman who, for whatever reason, hates Apple. I don't have a choice in this. I really, I swear to you, man, I I get it. But, well, I, I do want people to take advantage of the uh, the newsletter, though, because it is great stuff. And, and are you leading? I, I looked at the newsletter, and then you sent me the thing about Apple. Are you going to revise it to put the, uh, the Apple lead in there from Forbes? No, I will uh, probably do that one next week of so that we can talk will. about it one more time. Let's draw the torture out. All right. Uh, tell everybody how to get the newsletter, please. <laughs> sure. Just go to craigpeterson.com. It's right there in the homepage. And I have, by the way, if you click through in this week's newsletter, I have step-by-step what you can do to get real privacy, not this fake stuff, you know, okay. where they're misrepresenting, hey, Wait a minute, it's an election year. Maybe Google's running for president. <laughs> you think? I, yeah. yeah, yeah, all right. Craig, I always appreciate you being here. Thank you, my friend. That is Craig Peterson. You do need to go to his website, craigpeterson.com, craigpeterson.com. Check it out. Uh, I, there are some of us that are Android people, and I, I know that there are all sorts of questions. There are people who are Apple people. It's really breaking down. Uh, you you do need to know the best steps you can take, though, to to be safe. Uh, you might be more limited with uh, with Android. I mean, that's 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 what Craig has told us, uh, and especially given that fact, uh, his newsletter is vital, absolutely vital. So again, Craig peterson.com craig peterson.com 445 jeff katz news radio wrba 451 jeff katz news radio wrva it is a tuesday afternoon i know that uh, our beloved uh, lieutenant governor winsome sears getting all sort of attention now because uh well i'm trying to figure out exactly what she did she she said something, sir, to uh, that uh, senator from Prince William who uh, is a guy, but he says he's he's a gal. I, I don't care. I mean, I really don't. Live your life. Be happy. I don't want anybody to hurt you. Uh, but 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 this temper tantrum that the Virginia Democrats threw was just uh, beyond the pale, and it really does expose who they are and what they are really all about. It's not about policy. It's not about making Virginia a better place. It is about making Virginia into California. That's what they are trying to do. Uh, note here, it says, hey, Jeff, this is Jan, uh, Jan in Ashland. 
our beloved lieutenant governor was a hot topic today with um, Dana Lash. Okay, I, I did not hear that. I apologize. But uh, she read about the transgender thing this morning in our Senate. She was championing our uh, Winsome Sears. Good. Dana was definitely on the lieutenant governor's side, as she should be. How can you be on any other side? I, I mean, it has not, believe it or not, it has nothing to do with transgender. This guy, gout, none of that. What it has to do with is respect, for sure. That's what the lieutenant governor was talking about. And the lieutenant governor said, hey, you know, I'm really sorry if anybody was offended by this or this or that. Hey, let's let's move on. And the Virginia Democrats said, well, now we're not going to accept your apology. Well, what exactly do you want? Does she have to grovel in front of you? Is there to be a sacrifice on the altar of uh, wokeness? Is she supposed to prostrate herself on the floor of the Senate and beg you to please provide a dispensation? I thought we were all adults. My gosh. Uh, Anyway, so Jan goes on. She says, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, then she read a comment by none other than Susanna Gibson. Oh, good Lord. Really? Was Susanna Gibson clothed when she was uh, making the comment? Did anybody ask her that? Are you are you fully clothed? Are you making porn right now? Because that's uh, that's the porn candidate. You tell me why the hell should I be listening to the porn candidate about anything? She's on her high horse. Uh, about well about everything and i'm just <laughs> i'm just trying to figure out who in their right mind is going to ask that woman about anything other than perhaps creating porn content i mean that she knows about and and apparently she knows how to make money with it which is good for her i, I again wouldn't be my thing uh, I, I wouldn't tell my kids about it. it was hey, this is, a, this is a good career path right here. But uh, you know what? I mean, it is what it is. But but she, she is the one that people are asking for comments? It's craziness. Jeff, uh, 756. <laughs> oh, I see. So Carl Leonard uh, just accidentally phoned me. Hey. Make a donation. Come on, your sheriffness. Uh, Jeff, on a positive uh, point, 757 says, Thank you for your outstanding broadcast in which you daily provide us with great information on a wide variety of topics. Sometimes we just need to express our appreciation. Well done, sir. That's Mike, 757. Well, thank you, Mike. That is awfully kind. No, I don't hear that uh, very much. Well, that's not true. I, I mean, some people say it, but a lot of people don't say it. But that's okay. Mike, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I want to remind you about my friend John Reed. He'll be with you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Please make sure you show up early. That way you've got uh, the great news with uh, Gary Hess, a phenomenal uh, broadcaster. you got a moment here. Jump online. Two things to do. Get your tickets for Politics and Pints at WRVA.com. And check out all the details about our November trip to Australia. JeffKatzTrip.com. 456 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 503 Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. It is Tuesday. All right, what are you going to do? I mean, but it is. It's Tuesday, and we got a lot of stuff that we are uh, dealing with as we head through this afternoon and this evening. Uh, let me uh, 
remind you about our uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140. And, of course, uh, Chronic Care of Richmond is presenting Politics and Pints. Yep. So you got to head on over to WRBA.com, get your tickets for that. They are uh, they're going pretty fast. Uh, I don't know exactly when it'll be officially called to sell out, but uh, we are getting to that point. So uh, I, I'd prefer that you not miss out. That's all I'm going to say, because I can't help you. I just cannot help you uh, if you do miss out. Because if you don't get your tickets online, you don't get your tickets. We don't sell them at the door. I don't have access to anything. Uh, so if you want to go, again wrba.com okay uh now let me uh share with you some other things that uh, i think are pretty important our uh lieutenant governor winsome sears is now under attack uh, because of something that is such a non-issue and yet uh, because the left is firmly committed and i do mean firmly committed to remaking everything in the image of California, that this has become an issue. So uh, we've got this in two pieces, right, Sherm? Let's uh, let's start with uh, the the lieutenant governor calling on the uh, the senator from Prince William County first. The senator may state it. Madam President, how many votes will be would it take uh, to pass this bill with the emergency clause? That would be four fifths, Senator. And what would be the exact number for that, uh, Madam President? Yes, sir, that would be 32. The question is, shall the bill pass? Those in favor of that motion will record their votes aye. Those opposed, no. Are the senators ready to vote? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, well, the, the, the problem, I know you're thinking as you listen to that, well, okay, what is she did something? She, she answered the question and then answered the question again and was trying to be polite and uh, said, sir. Well, the senator in question happens to be a uh, transgender person, a, a guy who says he's a gal. Okay. Uh, the lieutenant governor called him sir. And now uh, the lieutenant governor has been dragged through the mud and verbally assaulted and harassed in ways that are just absolutely outrageous. And you may have heard the little uh, hullabaloo at the end of that. That was the Virginia Democrats engaging in yet another piece of performance art. That was their cue, their cue to walk out. We're not going to be here. And because they have a slim majority, if they walk out, well, guess what? Then no business gets transacted. So the lieutenant governor called a recess for five minutes. The Democrats uh, stood out in the hallway, I guess, stamping their feet and pouting. Then the lieutenant governor called another recess for five minutes. And once again, the Virginia Democrats proved that they do not give a crap about the people of Virginia. They care simply about making Virginia into California. And they care about engaging in in this performance. It's kabuki theater is what it is. Finally, the lieutenant governor said, oh, for goodness sake. So take a listen to what the lieutenant governor said after that. I am not here to upset anyone. 
I am here to do the job that the people of Virginia have called me to do, and that is to treat everyone with respect and dignity. I myself have at times not been afforded that same respect and dignity. But in this body, and as long as I am president of the Senate, and by the grace of God, I will be treated with respect and dignity, and I will treat everyone else with respect and dignity. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty decent, don't you think? I mean, it really does. She said, listen, this is about respect and dignity. And again, that's what motivates her to use the word sir or ma'am. It's a respect thing, isn't it? Couldn't she just have said something like, seriously, you can't calculate 80% of 40? Do, do you think that maybe you should go back to middle school? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not exactly a mathematician. I, I don't really like numbers, as you know. But 80% of 40 is, uh, uh, well, Madam Lieutenant Governor, you'd have to tell me what that was because I, I, I don't know. And doesn't everybody actually have a uh, calculator on their phone? How come the, uh, the esteemed senator from uh, Prince William County didn't just, you know, multiply 40 times 80% on the phone? I don't know. Was that an apology? Because apparently that apology wasn't good enough. Well, no, we don't like that apology now. We want her to apologize, but we want her to apologize in the way that we say she'd, she should apologize. Okay, so again, I ask you, what exactly should Winsome Earl Sears do? Sounds to me like she handled this. Hey, it's all about respect. I want to be respected. You want to be respected. I'm, I'm sorry I said something that uh, you felt was uh, not respectful. Now let's move on with life. Let's move on with the business of the Commonwealth. That's what's important here. See, that's the other part about this, just so we are very, very clear. The Virginia Democrats in the year 2024 have exactly zero interest about making life better for Virginians. They have no interest in that. They are interested in playing games. They are interested in this sort of nonsense. Because if they really did care about the people of Virginia, they would say to the senator from Prince William County, hey, suck it up, walk it off, rub some dirt on it. Let's get back to the business of the people. Would you Would you allow your children to throw a temper tantrum like that? My boys, I'll tell you what, they've never thrown a temper tantrum. Not a single solitary time. I I have never had to put up with the nonsense. And we're going to have to leave the supermarket. Really? <laughs> I don't think so. No. No. We have groceries to buy. That's why we're here. I, I've seen parents. Kids are sitting on the floor, stamping their feet, you know, punching the floor. It's like, hey, listen, man, you, you got to get up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we're not getting the uh, uh, the chocolate flavored whatever the cereal is, but that's the way it is. Let's move along, please. I never put it. And, and you didn't, we didn't have to, right? They, for, they, they had learned, I'd like to think for me, but, uh, you know, maybe I had a role in it, but they never did that. Never once. And if your kid does that more than once, it's on you. It's not on them. I'm just telling you. So here you have 
all of these Virginia Democrats. There wasn't a single solitary Virginia Democrat, apparently, that said, oh, come on, guys, cut this out already, please. Not a single solitary one. Do you understand what's really at work here? That's why it is vital, absolutely vital, that we elect a Republican as governor again. Because God help us, if a Democrat is elected as governor, all of this crap is going to be just the way of the world. And there'll be plenty of people, maybe me, who say, okay, that's it. Let's pack everything up. We are out of here. I was I was this close the last election. I told you this. Terry McAuliffe won. Sorry. Calling the moving van. Calling the moving van. Uh, now, I, I hope, pray, that uh, we are able to do what we need to do, which is to elect, again, a Republican as governor. Because if we don't, it's going to be temper tantrum after temper tantrum. But, but the thing is, the people throwing the temper tantrums then will not have to answer to the adults. Think of it that way. Think of your three-year-old dictating how your house is run. Let's say you've got a kid who, th- who has thrown tantrums. Is that really what you want in charge? Because that's what we're dealing with. Absolutely infantile nonsense. Nonsense. And there it is. Uh, hey, Jeff, uh, this is the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140. Hey, Jeff, it's Darren from Hanover. Senator Rome couldn't calculate 80% of uh, 40 in that clip? Come on, that's middle school math. That uh, couldn't be done. How embarrassing for that nitwit. Well, I agree, but I, I don't think there is any embarrassment or shame on the part of the left anymore. I mean, look at who it is that's offering comments on this. Uh, the porn candidate. What's her name? Susanna Gibson. I got to ask, because Mike Dickinson will be with us tomorrow. We got to ask him how those uh, Louisa County Sheriff's Office uh, investigations are going. What's happening with that? And a lot of people saying, man, there's no apology to be made here. We'll see. I mean, I guess we'll see. we got a lot of stuff to uh, to deal with. Oh, a couple of things I do want to remind you of, because I always have to remind you. Six o'clock in the morning is when uh, my friend John Reed will be here. Uh, John's program, as you know, begins with uh, Gary Hess delivering the news. Always great stuff. And uh, in addition to that, you would like to go to Politics and Pints. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, you would. You would like to go to Politics and Pints. It's March the 20th. It's, it's gosh, a couple of weeks away. I just realized that. It's a couple of weeks away. March the 20th, the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. It is me. It is John Reed. It's Howard Gutman. And uh, Brian Kilmeade from Fox and Friends is coming in for this one. So that'll be a, a really, really good time. Uh, tickets are, we got some left. That's all I'm going to tell you. I don't know how many, but it's not a lot. So if you would like to go. We discuss everything. We debate everything. Very few chairs are thrown. Maybe one or two. But but it is fundamentally a really, really good time. Oh, and there's there, there's beer. So can't really go wrong, right? WRVA.com. WRVA.com. One comment here says, yeah, they want her to grovel and kiss the blue ring of woke. 
You're absolutely right. I don't see that happening, though. 515, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Tuesday. I, I do have to let you know that uh, John McGuire, who you may or may not know, State Senator John McGuire, running for Congress. Now, he's in a primary against Congressman Bob Good. He's picked up a number of endorsements. The sheriff out in Buckingham County. But in addition to that, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, has now endorsed John McGuire, as has, uh, who else? What was it? Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, he's picked up a lot of really, really big names, which is, you know, it's kind of surprising, right? Against a a sitting Republican congressman. Uh, We've obviously had Congressman Good on. We're going to have John on, I I think, this week. You know, a lot of it has to do with the, uh, the session. The uh, General Assembly is meeting, as you know. Well, may- may- maybe they're not all meeting. You know, the, the Virginia Democrats in the Senate keep uh, walking out because because they can. Because they can. I wish that weren't the case. I, I wish that they were uh, mature enough, intelligent enough, honest enough, honorable enough to say, oh, okay, let's let's move on here, shall we? This is not the Virginia Democrats that you knew. This is a very, very different operation, and it's it's a bad one. I mean, it really is just that simple. There's a reason that many of us don't live in California, right? I mean, I, I, you have to understand something. I've, I lived in California twice, and while there are certain parts of the geography that are just absolutely breathtaking, the politics are appalling. They are so twisted, so upside down, that um, well, I, I just I, I don't even know how to describe them. I just don't know. All right, let me share a couple of uh, texts coming in here on the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond uh, text line eight three three eight zero four eleven forty eight three three eight zero four eleven forty. Wayne from uh, Prince George says, "Hey, Jeff." Can a Democrat get into heaven? This is a serious question. Uh, you got me. I don't know. Mike in Bottoms Bridge says, hey, Jeff, Prince William County is just full of carpet-bagging swamp creatures who do nothing for Virginia. And then, this is a great, great one. Mitchell from Chesterfield says, Jeff, you're getting all wrapped up about the senator not being able to do math. That senator doesn't know a man from a woman. Well... There you go, and that is the entire discussion and debate, right? Except that's not the real debate. It really isn't. That's the over-the-top, histrionic sort of nonsense, the the theater, the performance art piece of this. The real question is, are you or are you not interested in transacting the business of the citizens of this here little commonwealth? Because if you're not, maybe maybe you want to step aside and let somebody else be in that seat who actually wants to do right by their constituents. You guys are just playing games. 
and and you you can pick on anybody you want. Everybody is a uh, is big person here, but Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears is a lot of things. Foremost among them, she is a decent, honorable human being, and she's a Marine. She is someone who absolutely, positively believes in providing respect to everyone. I'm very fortunate to have been at uh, many events and had many, many interactions with the lieutenant governor. I absolutely think the world over. You you will also recall, I hope, and if you don't, I'll remind you, the uh, very first person in a, in a big, giant public setting to say, that uh, he, as a delegate to that uh, convention, would be voting for Winsome Sears was was me. Long before anybody else did it, I said she's she's got my vote. She's absolutely, positively got my vote, and she has done nothing wrong. She has offered, uh, I guess, an apology because there was a lack of respect. Now, she can, she can cut out all of this by simply saying senator. Maybe that's the way to go now. Everybody's the same. You're in the Senate, you're a senator. That's all. No ma'am, no sir, no this. Everybody's a senator. Can we get back to the business now, Virginia Democrats? I guess we'll see. It is 526, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Tuesday afternoon, and uh, we got a lot that we are uh, packing into the program today. I, I will tell you that Joy Reid, I don't, I, I don't think we even have this clip, which is probably a good thing, but Joy Reid over at uh, MSNBC, and you know what, even without the clip, I'm going to remind you, I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. It's okay. Uh, but. Uh, she said yesterday, uh, we have 320 million people in America. Why do we need more kids? Uh, that wasn't directed at everybody, by the way. It's directed at a certain select group of us that uh, we apparently should not have more children. Uh, this is the problem with the uber leftists. They have exactly zero respect for human life. None. Absolutely, positively, none. And that, that, that's what we're up against. That's what we're up against. We're also up against a, a thoroughly complicit, subservient collection of legacy news media hacks who are, are such phonies and frauds. It's, it's almost painful, but they continue to do it. Let me give you an example. This is uh, from CNN, which, quite frankly, is just trying to out MSNBC, MSNBC half the time. This is that Jake Tapper. Now, there was a lovely young lady in Georgia. A nursing student. Do you know her name? Don't you think you should know her name? She, she was murdered. And the uh, uh, man, and I, I use that in the biological sense, because by all accounts, he well, the criminal, because he's got a long criminal record. He's in the country illegally. He's an illegal alien. He has entered the United States illegally time and time again, committed multiple crimes. And the uh, Biden administration paroled him. That's why he is in the country. And according to the uh, police handling this case at the uh, University of Georgia, 
I guess that's Athens, right, uh, have said, well, this is our guy. And they've arrested him and charged him with the murder of the nursing student. He's an illegal alien. Take a listen to what Jake Tapper is upset about. Cut number one. A tragedy in our national lead, a vigil in Athens, Georgia, this afternoon for Lake and Hope Riley. She was the nursing student found dead after going for a jog on the campus of the University of Georgia. The suspect in her brutal killing is facing charges, including felony murder. And his status as an undocumented Venezuelan migrant is now renewing the debate over immigration policies. In fact, the suspect had already been arrested, first in 2022 after entering the U.S. illegally, then again last September, charged with acting in a manner to injure a child less than 17 and also a motor vehicle license violation. The suspect was released before a detainer could be issued, according to U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, all of which has prompted many in Georgia to wonder why this violent man was allowed to remain in the U.S. for so long after so many red flags. So uh, Republicans obviously seizing on this horrific tragedy at the University of Georgia. Um, This girl, this nursing student, killed uh, by an undocumented Venezuelan uh, migrant, and they're seizing on this as an example of Biden's failure to protect the American people and to secure the border. Today, President Trump posted on his uh, social media site, Truth Social, quote, when I am your president, we will immediately seal the border, stop the invasion, and on day one, we will begin the largest deportation operation of illegal criminals in American history. May God bless Lake and Riley and her family. That's the poor nursing student that was killed. Our prayers are with you. Your, what's your reaction to that? Well, first, obviously, it's a tragedy, and we should, we should recognize that before the politics enter this. But let's not be naive. Politics enter these things very quickly. And Donald Trump knows how to take advantage of a situation like this and, and, and exploit it. Listen, it's not a tragedy. It's a murder, you bottom-feeding slugs. How dare you? Well, you're an undocumented Venezuelan migrant. How come you can't say illegal alien? Do, do you hear... The, the the insanity there from these two nitwits? Well, an undocumented Venezuelan migrant. But, you know, the Republicans are seizing on this. It's all about Biden's... Uh, well, Biden has failed to secure the border. In fact, Biden's ju- done just the opposite. Biden has essentially torn down the border. Biden has said to the members of the Border Patrol and Customs and Border Protection, hey, install the Uber app on your phones because that's what you guys are going to be doing. You're going to be driving people to appointments. Oh, and uh, pick up food for everybody on the way as well. Put that Uber Eats app on your phone, too. Don't you dare secure the border. Last thing that he wants. It's by design. An undocumented Venezuelan migrant. That's the latest. Now, by the way, Anybody remember uh, Secretary Mayorkas? Another one who can't say illegal alien. He doesn't even say migrant. He, he refers to them, and I quote, as irregular migrants, which always reminds me of uh, one of our senators, Mark Warner, who I swear to you, every single time I look at him, the man looks constipated. Like, some, seriously, somebody should just hand him some Metamucil and be done with it, but I want you to take a listen to cut number two. This is uh, our uh, presidential meat puppet talking about uh, going to the border. Cut number two. Good evening, Brett. Moments ago in New York, President Biden revealed he was surprised his border visit would compete with former President Trump's. I've been planning to go Thursday. What I didn't know is uh, my good friend apparently is gone. He also declined to say if he'd be meeting with any migrants. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. 
By the way, it's another one of those stupid photo ops where this nitwit is uh, chowing down on ice cream. In between bites of, of ice cream, you say, oh, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm going to the border. Didn't you put your uh, not-ready-for-prime-time vice president in charge of the border? Wasn't she supposed to do something? I think she was. I don't remember. I don't remember. I hate to do this to you, but uh, apparently, Jeremy, you turned up the Joy Reid clip. Oh, all right. Well, I apologize, but here we go. Joy Reid? All right. Well, the United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids. Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? Hmm. 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 What a maroon. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was looking for. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, ah, forget about it. I mean, you heard it. I mean, what am I going to do? Honestly, am I going to am I going to go over it again? You heard it. You heard it. Uh coming in on the uh, chronic care of uh, Richmond text line uh 833-804-1140 833-804-1140. Uh, Linda says, hey, Jeff, I love you, and I love it uh, Saturday mornings when you and Stan do the car show. Uh, could you please ask him what detergent I should use when I wash my car so I won't go to a car wash? That's a great question. But, you know, it takes time. Stan, of course, I mean, he's a car guy. He is the car. He's the car whisperer. But uh, he doesn't like car washes. And I- I'm sorry, I am not washing the car by hand, so I got to go to a car wash. Uh, I will ask him that, uh, Linda. I absolutely will. He's listening now, I'm sure. So, Stan, what what, what sort of a detergent should uh, Linda use when she goes to wash her car? Uh, Jeff, it is a shame the good manners have to be discarded in order to appease the rude people in the world. We were raised to say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, thank you, and so on. Now it's insulting to the far left. I will continue using the genteel lessons I was taught as a child. Uh, those who would be insulted by civility are losers in society. Well, yeah. But again, we're talking about the uber leftists. They have made it very, very, very clear they're not interested in doing the business of the people. Uh, they're just interested in, in this continual, nonstop nonsense, this, this political uh, uh, performance art. Hey, Speaking of which, uh, M- what was it? M- NBC. Yeah, it was NBC. Uh, what's her name? Kristen Welker. I think she's the host of one of those Sunday shows now, right? Didn't she replace the other guy who replaced the guy who actually did the job? Uh, she had Byron Donalds on, a congressman who I think is probably on the short list for vice president, along with former President Trump. Take a listen to uh, Soggy Salad, uh, cut number two. 
Again, there's no evidence that the indictments against him are politicized. But sticking to this question, were you offended at all by his comments, Congressman? No, I wasn't because I understood what the president was talking about. And like I've said now for the third time, he talked about all the reasons why minority voters want to support him. And Kristen, let me push back a little bit. You have to acknowledge the fact that now that the Robert Hur report has come out about Joe Biden's misuse of classified information, which is a violation of the Espionage Act, he had no rights to any of those documents when he was a senator or vice president, yet there are no charges against against vice yeah, against President but, but Biden. But President Trump is under prosecution. To, Come on hold on, I have we know to, that doesn't I have, make any I have sense to hit at the all. The pause button for one minute, Congressman, because the her report was very clear sure. that there was not enough evidence to bring charges against President Biden, and that ultimately there Kristen, was not. Enough. That is what the her report said, not, Congressman. That no, is exactly no, 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 what no. the her report said. The, yes, it is. The Espionage Act is clear. There wasn't enough evidence. This clear. You cannot charges. possess those those documents as a senator or a vice president. You have no right to those documents as a senator or a vice president. Uh, they must remain in a secure facility. Joe Biden took them from a skiff. That's a violation of the Espionage right. Act. And period. If, okay. All right. Bottom line, though, her himself said there wasn't enough evidence to bring charges. Let's. No, he didn't. Good Lord, I am so disgusted with these uh, wackos who have been deployed to newsrooms around America. It's just absolutely outrageous. What her said was Joe Biden committed every single part of the crime. That's what her said in the report. I wonder if this Kristen Welker read the report. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. All of the elements of the crime were met. What her said was Joe Biden is so out of his ever loving skull that nobody's going to convict him. He's like the uh, the mafia guy who used to walk around in his pajamas. That's what he said. God bless Byron Donalds for standing up to her. Really? And you could hear her screaming and screeching, right? You know somebody's in her ear and her IFB going, Oh, you got to do it. Chris, come on now. You got to just sh- shout them down. Shout them down. Oh, you know how I tell you nobody ever tells me anything? And that's mainly because nobody ever tells me anything. Uh, somebody just told me something. We have less than 100 tickets left for politics and pints. Go ahead. K- keep waiting. And you're going to wind up standing outside, and that's not going to do you any good. So this, yeah, honestly, somebody actually told me something. We have less than 100 tickets left for Politics and Pints. Do you want to join us? Great time. It's me. It's John Reed. Now That's enough right there. Then we get Howard Gutman, who I know is an unrepentant leftist, but out of everybody I know, do you know that Howard Gutman every single year, every single year without fail, makes a major donation as I help out the Friendship Circle of Virginia. I can't say that about most people. Howard Guppin, I can say that about, though. God bless him. Uh, he's still nuts, but I, but I love him. And uh, Brian Kilmeade from Fox & Friends is coming in for this one. First time ever. Go right now while you can. WRVA.com. WRVA.com. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Train roll on. Oh. 52, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. I don't know if I'm allowed to share this or not, but I'm going to share it anyway. I just got the best email from our uh, the General Mangler. Uh, cance- he's canceling a meeting. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. I hate meetings. I really do. I, because you, you know what happens. You have a meeting to plan a meeting that talks about a meeting. Like, oh, please. Uh, so, now the funny thing, he's apologizing. 
Uh, I apologize for not having this meeting. I'm thinking, man, don't apologize. Do this. This is perfect. So it, it just freed up some time. I love it. I really do. You ever get that way? You ever get one of those, like an email and you go, huh, so I don't have to do that? Oh, God bless you. Thank you. Now. A uh, couple of things I, I shared with you, uh, even though nobody tells me anything, somebody told somebody who told me, uh, we have less than 100 tickets remaining for politics and pints. It's March the 20th, the uh, historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell, March the 20th. Uh, Brian Kilmeade is coming in for this one, and Kilmeade's a great guy. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, uh, having uh, spent a fair amount of time with him through the years, good, good, solid guy, and you're going to have a great time. We always have a great time. This is the eighth time we've done politics and pints and every single time they seem to get better so if you want to go i don't want to be a pain i don't want to be annoying i don't want to be the guy that's nudging you or poking you or prodding you or lecturing you or wagging his finger at you but i am doing all of those things right now because we have less than 100 tickets remaining so if you want to be part of it you need to go like right now wrva.com wrva.com get your tickets while you're online, let me suggest you also check out jeffcatstrip.com. Jeffcatstrip.com. Heidi and I are leading a uh, a crew of amazing people, and I'd like you to be part of it, uh, to Australia. We're going in November. It's going to be a sellout. It's another thing that's going to be a sellout. We keep selling out these trips. Uh, it's uh, Cruise and Tour, which is just the best of the best. I, I, I wouldn't work with anybody else. I've worked with other people through the years, and I'm telling you, Cruise and Tour just delivers. But but anyway, we're going to Australia. It's in November, and we'd love to have you there, but you're going to need to go to jeffcatstrip.com. I think we've got the brochure up there. I'll stick it up on all the social media just to be sure, jeffcatstrip.com. And, yes, a couple of folks reaching out, very kind. Yes, I'm wrapping up my little uh, uh, fundraising thing for uh, the Friendship Circle of Virginia. Uh, they are still looking for volunteers this evening, I think until 8 o'clock, to take care of their phone center. And if you want to help out, fantastic. It is a great, great cause. Uh, tomorrow morning, we're going to learn more from John Reed about these Virginia Democrats up there in the state Senate. And uh, we'll have a good time in the afternoon. I promise you that. Now, it is a little slick out there, so please be careful driving. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Uh, God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. And Viacom deals Going home now to stay We really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s And each line is only $25 a month New iPhone 15s? It's better over here Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us And four lines for $25 per line per month With eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.
The MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.